What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show with the old bros. I am Eric, and I'm here with Big J. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, man? Ready to kick off this pod. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, talk some sports and uh, just get updated and give you guys uh, all these uh, updates on what's going on around the MLB world, the NFL world, which is not much, and uh, MLB world. Yeah. NBA is hot right now. Um, NBA playoffs have been very exciting. Uh, what have been your thoughts about so far about the playoffs? Is any any team has intrigued you? Uh, what do you feel about the Lakers going out in six? Uh, and who do you got favorite going in now that the Lakers are out? Who who are your two favorites? Well, um, I'm gonna touch on the Lakers real quick. Uh, I just think that injuries got got the best of them. Um, AD, I mean, you could see in that last game, you know, I give him credit for trying to go out there and, and, and you know, give, give it his all. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you didn't want him to risk a tear and then uh, be in jeopardy for next season, and, and, and then not only that, but, you know, you got to get surgery, recovery, all that. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Lakers lost. And it's not like... You know, it's not like uh, uh, this team was um, playing well anyways, even without AD. I'm talking about guys like uh, KCP, who was also kind of banged up. He was a, he was pretty much a, a, a star last year in the playoffs for us, for a lot of the game, big moments in a lot of games last year. Uh, let's see, um, Alex Caruso also was banged up, and he didn't play, he didn't play well. Um and just the bench overall, I think Montrezl Harold didn't even see a lot of the a lot of playing time, and a lot of fans were mad. Oh, you know, fire Vogel because he didn't play Harold, but Harold pretty much doesn't play defense. So that's kind of why he. Went. I know he provides energy and all that, but he he's not really a, known for his defense. And uh, you know, Vogel decided to go with Morris and the other big Strumman, another guy that. Kind of a low-key disappointed uh, for the Lakers. But honestly, I, I think it was a somewhat of a disappointing season just because we were so good early and then we just got hit with the injury bug. So you see the potential of the team uh, when we were clicking on all cylinders and then we got the injury bug and it's just kind of like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, the, the more I see the season, the more I understand maybe the struggles that the Lakers had. And then you can, always, you can also put the Miami Heat in this situation because – you know, we're so used to NBA Finals maybe ending in, in June, around mid-June, and then the regular season doesn't start again until Halloween night, Halloween week is uh, when it um, usually starts. And, you know, the Lakers and the Heat, they only had two months to, you know, it ended in October, and they had two months to, to rest, basically, and then the start of the season was on Christmas Day. So, so I mean... There's some fatigue there. Um, I think uh, those were the last two teams standing in the NBA Finals last year, so and their bowl got bounced out in the first round. But, I, you know, I, I think the Lakers could have made it a little bit further if AD doesn't get hurt. Do they win it all? Um, the way the team was playing, probably not. I think there's some strong powerhouse teams in both conferences that maybe could have prevented the Lakers from going back-to-back. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think the AD injury really hurt. I think you saw the change in the series after the AD injury because in game 
game four, the Lakers are leading or were going into the halftime with the lead until AD got hurt. And that's when the Phoenix Suns, I guess, smelt blood in the water and really, really took over the series. So um, I want to give a shout out to the Suns. Uh, they haven't really had success there for many years. Uh, all Arizona sports, to be honest. But um, yeah, man, it t- I tip my hat to the Suns. I think Chris Paul and um, that 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 coaching staff has really, really turned that organization around. Devin Booker had some crazy games, uh, game six and game five. Um, it, it just looked like the Lakers had no answer for them, and with no AD, there was no there was no protection inside the paint. And you know the Suns just just ran away with it, but um yeah man I I think the Lakers just need to retool get healthy, um in a way it's just in a way it, it's a relief for the Lakers uh, at least for LeBron and AD I don't think LeBron could win or make it to the finals without AD so so you know the AD really just derailed the whole season so I think if you're LeBron AD you focus on next season you know get get healthy get all this extra rest that you're gonna get from from this offseason and just uh, you know I, I trust the front office is gonna bring the right players to, to make this team competitive next year yeah I totally agree I think uh, I don't think LeBron wins a championship without AD um, you know I know a lot of people out there you know I used to be this guy and I'm kind of disappointed in myself for being this type of guy but you know a lot of LeBron haters are like, oh, well, LeBron can't win it without AD. Now, a lot of people cannot win it with another star. Look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn has three stars right there, dude. And Blake Griffin, when he's on a good one, he could be your fourth. Yeah. And, and you know, that nobody no, nobody gives them shit. Nobody gives them, you know, smack because of that. Uh, let's see. I mean, look at the Clippers. The Clippers have two, two stars. And uh, if Kawhi Leonard or... Or uh, P, uh, Paul George go down. Uh, I mean, that's that team is not gonna, that team's not going to go far, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, out there in Phoenix, you know, Booker. I mean, I know Booker was on a lo- another level and he was balling and and everything, but I mean, he's another guy. Like, I mean, you take away Chris Paul, where was he before Chris Paul? Yeah. You know, Chris Paul, the general on the floor, moving the ball, putting players in the right position to make shots. That's huge. That's what LeBron does. Uh, Chris Paul is a mini version of LeBron. Mm-hmm. People just don't don't seem to get that. It seems like LeBron gets all the hate for some reason. And I used to be this guy, and it's kind of disappointing, you know, that I used to be that person that used to um, dislike LeBron's game. Yeah, LeBron is not he's not never going to be Kobe or Jordan. The game is just different. They're they're different. We can't expect that from him. You know, and yes, you know, does LeBron say some things that may rub people the wrong way? Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, that's just the way he is. And we just got to accept his greatness. And, and yeah, you know, you know, he drives to the basket. But I guess if I was his size, I'd be driving to the basket all the time. Why would I want to take a shot? You know, and LeBron's three-point game has improved over the years, especially, uh, you know, the last couple of years in, with the Cavs and now with the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Lakers just need to get healthy and I think we'll be back. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about, uh, the situation with the, in LA. I think we, you know, the, pretty much what beat us was injuries. Yeah. That's pretty much what we, I mean, we have a healthy AD, healthy LeBron. 
I see us coming out of the West, pretty much, and and probably possibly meeting up, you know, Philadelphia or Brooklyn in the in the finals. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. There's a lot going on in the playoffs. Um, I am excited for the off season. Uh, I think we will make some uh, changes, and I think our biggest um, our biggest addition will be a healthy AD. If they AD, I really I, I I really think that AD needs to like really focus on his body. Like, dude, like you 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 are a big man, and and you need to focus on your body, get your body right, because you're an important piece. I think in in some time, in some cases, not all the time, because LeBron is the one that moves the ball in that offense. But uh, in some cases, I feel like he's the mo is. Probably a little bit more important than LeBron for the offense because, you know, AD provides a spark, a mid-range jump shot. You know, you cannot, you know, you got to guard him in the post. You got to watch his outside shot. And then not only that, when he gets on defense, he's out, uh, you know, blocking shots, grabbing boards and all that. So I just feel like he's just an important piece to the Lakers. And, you know, ever since he went down, you could tell that the Lakers weren't the same. Yeah, they definitely weren't the same. Um, I just want to ask you something. Like, what do you think is about these bigs that they're not in shape? Like, you, we, even though Joel Embiid is balling, he does has that that meniscus tear. Um, but then you have someone like Giannis, who's you know looks built in shape and stays healthy. What do you think? What do you think these bigs need to do, like AD and Joel Embiid, to not have these intro play seasons and they could reach their full potential? Um. I think just think they need to maybe invest a little more in their bodies. I think look at LeBron. I mean, LeBron's probably you know he's not as big as them, but he invests so much in his body. So I think you know he's been healthy for the most part of his career. Um, Giannis too. He looks like he he invests a lot into his body. You yeah. know, like he takes care of his his uh, you know the off season, maybe what they eat, how they train, how they sleep. All that matters. You know. Uh, for athletes, sleep is a big is a key, dude. Because apparently, your recovery time, your sleep is huge for your muscles, your joints, you know everything that you that that your body goes through in the NBA season. And I think that's huge. So I think he needs to get a, a page out of LeBron's book and and really uh, really focus on getting getting in shape. And you know what? I I feel like I, I was looking at AD's press conference and and it felt like he got the hint. Like damn, like. I need to do something about this. And that's kind of like that. That was cool to see because uh, he seemed like he was pissed off that he wasn't able to continue in the series. Um, so I seemed like he, he was kind of, I think when he was in, you know, with the Pelicans and the Hornets back in the day, it was kind of like, you know, he was a young player coming up, his body was developing and all that stuff. And then not only that, but the teams weren't any great either, so there was probably no motivation for him to even, you know, they wouldn't even make the playoffs, you know, a lot of those times, those teams. But AD is a very important player. I know a lot of people out there, oh, the AD is not no. AD is very important. Block shots, all that. It's it's important for for uh, for the Lakers, and I'm pretty sure any other team that he would play for. So main thing is focus on his body and get his body in shape. Yeah, key for LeBron and AD, get that rest this offseason. Uh, enjoy the premiere Space Jam coming up and, you know, just get ready for for the next season. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back, that's for sure. But like I said earlier, shout out to the Suns. Uh, Suns take it on Denver. They take game one. 
Chris Paul with a double-double. Um, Kill Bridges really balled out that game, too. DeAndre Aiden continues his streak of, uh, of balling. Also had a double-double. What do you think about that series? Suns, Denver, who you got? You know what I think is going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be Suns. I think Suns are going to take it. They're just too deep of a team. Um, no, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if Jamal Murray was playing, who would you choose? I think it'd be close. I, yeah. I think I still lean Suns yeah. just because uh, they got Aiden and they got a bunch of guards that could score and do all this, you know, flashy stuff. Um, I still think I'd take the Suns, and I think the Suns will probably finish this series in about six. Um, but yeah, man, uh, and they're uh, the Suns are, are a dynamic team, you know. If the Suns end up winning the championship, I wouldn't even be mad because they bounced out my Lakers. It'd be like, all right, cool. Like you, you guys deserve it. You know, you guys took out the champs. You guys deserve to win out, uh, win a championship. And and I kind of, I kind of hoping Chris Paul will get his championship because he's been in the league for such a long time, and I think he deserves it. Um, he deserves a a, a ring. So. I wouldn't mind the Suns winning, but yeah, I, I do think this series is gonna be Phoenix and six. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I just think uh, maybe if Jamal Murray was playing, that Denver could be really scared. Cause I think Denver has a really scary team. Obviously, Joker struggled uh, yesterday, but but I, I think Denver has a really strong team that could have maybe even took this this uh, Suns team to seven games. But you know, you're missing that other key player, Jamal Murray. Um, that I just, I just think it's going to be too hard to overcome this young Suns team that's really talented. And, you know, Devin Booker didn't really go off well, uh, last game. So, you know, if he starts going off, I did. I think I can see it ending in six, maybe even five. But, yeah, I, I got the Suns winning that too. Um, before we move on, I, I didn't even touch on this. The Trailblazers, dude. I mean, we talk about Dame really balling out those last two games. And, you know, it's just, they just can't get it done. What do you do if you're Dame Lillard? I mean, obviously they got rid of their coach. They're searching now. Um, is there a certain time that you you're Dame? And you're just like, all right, give me the hell out of here. Like, yeah, it's time. Yeah, I think uh, Dame time is time to leave on to move on uh, because it's like, dude, like you're not gonna win a championship in Portland. I'm sorry, uh, that organization has never hasn't done anything, anything for the past. I mean, I remember the Kobe era. Probably, I mean, they make the playoffs and they had their runs, but over the past 20 years, 20, 25 years, they haven't done anything. Uh, so, no, if, if you're if you're Dame, you got to get out of there now, man. Like, like it, it's time to get out. In the NBA, you could, you, you could push your way out of certain teams that you don't want to play for. So I think Dame has that power to, to just get out now and, and go on a contender because, honestly, uh, I know Dame was the type of player before that was like, oh, you know, I'm loyal to to Portland, to Portland, and and I'm loyal to the Blazers. But I'm gonna ask you something, Dame. Are are the Blazers loyal to you? Like that's what you gotta consider. Are they loyal to you? Are they getting you the right talent uh, around you to succeed? I mean, dude, it seems like they have a good squad, but it's just like. Just guys like like CJ McCollum, so you know, I know a lot of people talk about that guy being like some kind of, you know, uh, one-two punch, and and yeah, you know, he has his nights, dude, but it's Dame all the time, bro. That guy shows up all the time, dude, and he's always gets you back in it, and he's just a baller. 
CJ McCollum, dude, that guy always comes up short in the playoffs. It just seems like it. That that I think it was what game five was it game five where they had all those like uh, Dane clutch threes. Yeah, dude, that he steps out of bounds. It's just like, dude, you have to know the situation, bro. Like. Like you've been in the playoffs so many times, know where you're at on the sideline, know the situation, mm-hmm. and that's just no excuse for that. So I mean, if I'm Dame, I'd get CJ out of there. That'd be the first person I want to get out of there. Trade that guy, go get him a big, go get him like a Joel Embiid or or uh, I mean, shit, something, some some guy like uh, Anthony Davis, you know, Giannis, Giannis you know, uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I just really think that. That uh, that they they really need to consider fixing that team because you know Carmelo Anthony is washed up. There's pretty much you know he's there's nothing he really much he could provide to that team. You know that guy Nurkic. I mean he's good, but he has his game. His you know he, he has trouble defending guys like Joker, uh, AD guys that are much bigger than him. You know because I feel like he doesn't have the bulk to stay with these guys. Yeah, man, I I was really disappointed with that series. I had the I had the Trailblazers in seven. I just felt like they were gonna win that, especially with no Jamal Murray. But they obviously came up short. And yeah, I'm really feeling for Dame. I hope that either the Trailblazers figure something out to get him help, or for his personal sake, because I love Damian Lillard. Uh, I've been very vocal of that. Um, if not, to you know, maybe it's time to head out. Maybe to the Lakers. Maybe to the Clippers. Maybe to to the New York Knicks, anywhere, or even a place like Miami would be a dope fit for Damian Lillard. But, yeah, anything just to see him win because, yeah, that's that would be a career wasted if Damian Lillard does not even make the finals, man. That guy's super talented. But, yeah, man, uh, moving along to the other series, Brooklyn Bucks. <sighs> this one hurts, man, because I, I I like the Bucks as you know, maybe because I'm a Packers fan, but, no, I just really – Follow follow the Bucks, man. I I like what they have. It's just again, it's the same same thing with the Bucks every year. It's just they don't have that number two. Uh, Chris Middleton, I think he started uh, yesterday's game going 0 for six. He did fi- finish up with 17 points, but and but he was 0 for 0 for three and three points. It's just you need that number two with Giannis, and Giannis is not that shooter. Um, he's more of the inside the paint guy. He's gonna give you his, all his energy on defense. And down in the paint, but you know he obviously he's not a great shooter still at this point. But yeah, what the Bucks have right now is just not enough, especially to be a team like Brooklyn. And you know, seeing Harden go down in the first minute of Game One, I was already thinking like, oh damn, this is this is Bucks' time to take advantage of the series. And next thing you know, the Brooklyn Nets are just shooting like crazy. So this is a really frustrating uh, series. For any Milwaukee fan, um, what do you what do you think about this? Yeah, I think if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you're frustrated. I think you're frustrating with the coaching. You're frustrating with the players not stepping up. Middleton, I think Middleton had like in game one, he had like a total of like twelve points. That's supposed to be like your number two, number three guy. Kind of reminds me of Cal Kuzma, you know, so inconsistent. No, I wish Kuzma gave me that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's just I don't know, dude. I had an argument with somebody over the weekend saying, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, he had a good team up in, you know, New Orleans, you know, they had Drew Holiday, and and I'm just like, what? Like, what did you say? Drew Holiday, he had Drew Holiday. I'm like, bro, Drew Holiday, 
Drew Holiday, I mean, he's a decent yeah, point I think, guard. I think he's good. I think he's good. But he's not superstar. But he's not a superstar well, material. So or maybe even an all-star either. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, he's not doing anything for the Bucks. I mean, he's had his moments, but, I mean, to compete with guys like Kyrie, guys like KD, Harden. You know, Harden's not even playing, and it's just like they're getting blown out. They're not even. It's not even competitive. They're getting blown out. Thirty nine without... points, game two loss. Yeah, no. I honestly, dude, I just feel like, I just feel like uh, Giannis, also another player, man, needs to get the hell out of there. He needs to call Dame and say, "Hey, man, where can we team up?" Because, I mean, we want to go to Miami, we want to go to uh, Orlando. I don't know, <laughs> wherever. Let's just go team up somewhere. You know, I I love Giannis, but I think. Personally, what I think Giannis needs to do is Giannis really needs to get a shot. He yeah. has to work on a shot this yeah, offseason. Yeah, they don't. But see, that's the been that's been the thing with Giannis his whole career. We said that last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Giannis needs to work on his shot, and it's just like it's like he's improved little by little. But little I, by little. I think I think his shot is at where it's at right now. It's where it's always going to be because usually you start seeing drastic improvements. I mean, I remember when LeBron came in the league, he had no shot either. His shot was pretty bad, but. Not like this, man. LeBron, you know, he's improved somewhat over the years. But, I mean, Giannis, I mean, they, is, they don't respect his shot. They don't respect no. him. Like, they leave him unguarded 20 feet, you know, like 5 feet, 10 feet away from him. Like, they, they, they don't – they respect, you know, his post moves and all that and, and his way to get to the basket. But they do not respect that shot. So, it makes it easy for uh, defenses, you know, to uh, game plan for him. Yeah, man. This and the Bucks are uh, were known to be a great three point shooting team. It just hasn't showed up in this series. I'm hoping it shows up for Game Three at least to make this uh, series competitive. And um, yeah, it's gonna shift to Milwaukee. So so hopefully the Bucks can figure it out. But yeah, this, this is derailing fast. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if if Milwaukee fans are panicking at this point or frustrated. Um, I, I think as a I think personally as a Milwaukee fan, if if I put myself in a Milwaukee fan's shoes, I think their golden opportunity, if you if if you will remember, is when they were up two all in the Toronto Raptors, and they ended up losing first year, four straight. I think I think that really hurt Milwaukee, and they haven't really came back since then. I mean, even last year it was bad luck for Milwaukee because they worked so hard to get the number one seed, and then they ended up playing in a bubble. Uh, no home court, no nothing. So Milwaukee. But see, I, I don't even think home court would help them. Like I just feel like they're just. I also think. I mean, if they if they, if they get bounced out by Brooklyn, I mean, they have to make a coaching change. You know. Yeah. They, they, they talked about they talked about making a coaching change last year and they didn't. They kept them one more year. So I think they, for sure this year. But though. for sure this year they have to make a coaching change because, I mean, how how could you continue? You're gonna have to shake something up. You know. I know Giannis probably has no power to leave just yet because he just signed the max deal. But, I mean, they're going to have to do something, man. You know, get a trade, get Dame down there. Get a trade. Uh, or or maybe uh, start building something for Steph next year, man. I mean, throw everything at Steph and say, Steph, hey, come here down with Giannis. And that would be awesome to watch. But Yeah, because now you got an inside-outside game. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think this series will be over in about five or six. I hope not. I'm hoping for the Bucks to pull through, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Uh, Clippers Mavericks. How entertaining was that? <laughs> that was an amazing series. I I honestly I was hoping that Luca would would uh 
would uh, advance to the second round. I think for the people that know me and know me, uh, I think Luca is one of he's one of my favorite players. Like he's one of my favorite players to watch him. Him and Joker, I love those two. I, th- I think they're one of my favorite players to watch. They're so entertaining the way they pass the ball, the way they they shoot the ball. I mean, Joker, you know, one foot is throwing up shots, and I'm like, wow. And then Luca is the same way, man. That's that step back is sweet. It's sweet, and I was disappointed that his team didn't advance to the next round. Um, not only because they played the Clippers, but just because I felt like he he really outdid himself, man. Like he he did whatever he took to put it put um, put them over the top, and it seemed like his teammates couldn't deliver, dude. Defensively, especially, they couldn't stop Paul George or uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi Leonard just went off the last two games on them, and I just feel like um, once they lost game six, I felt like they lost the series. You know, going back, I know that no team had won a home game before that, but it just felt like that's it. Clippers won that game. They're going back home for a game seven. Nah, I think it's it's, clear, it's in the Clippers' hands to win it. And, and yeah, and, and it showed – you know, you know, kudos to uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, he balled, bro. Uh, he balled. He took over the game when he had to. I've always been a Kawhi fan, but once he went to the Clippers, I kind of just stopped. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, man, um, Luca, amazing player, and I, I hope that guy is a Laker someday. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Luca balled out, man. I mean, there's only so much he could do. I, I was watching uh, the first half of that game seven. And and just to see him uh, balling out, carrying that team, and no one really stepping up uh, with him was, was really frustrating. So I think I think Luca's another situation where the Dallas Mavericks had to um, to try to bring in another star to make Luca comfortable. And Luca's still very young, so so that that's key. Um, he still has a lot of time, but I I think you got to pair him up with something. And if you if you pair him up with another superstar. That could be a really, really fun uh, uh, duo to watch or even trio to watch out there in Dallas if they can make that happen. But, yeah, like you said, Kawhi really balled out. Game six, he had 45 points, 18 from 25 in the field. Um, so, so, so Kawhi really answered the call, and he balled out. He also had a great game seven, but I think they also had – a player step up like Marcus Morris had 23 points. Uh, Terrence Mann had that strong first quarter. He ended up with 13 points. And then, uh, you know, you still get that production from PG. Um, and you, you know, you have the veterans out there like Rondo. Uh, so I, I think, I think the Clippers are in a really good spot. Um, it's kind of frustrating. I think if you're a Clipper fan that this, this series went to game seven, I think it should have ended like around six. Maybe even five, but uh, Luca was just unstoppable this series. That it, he took it by himself to Game Seven. So, so yeah. I mean, currently the Clippers Utah is going on right now. Um, how's that going? I think uh, Clippers are up by. Uh, I mean, uh, Jazz are up by six with about forty-five seconds left. Oh wow! So yeah, I had Jazz winning that series. Now, now with the Lakers out, I have Jazz going to the Western Conference Finals. We'll see if that holds up. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers uh, sneak this through. They're still a very talented team. Kawhi's on another level. So, But what do you think about that series? I also got the Jazz in six. I think the Jazz, uh, 
the, just all around that man, their depth is yeah, it's insane, dude. Like you got, and then Mitchell, dude, that guy's a baller. I was watching against Memphis, and I, shout out to Memphis. I think Memphis has an upcoming team, but oh, definitely, yeah. But uh, Jazz really, but yeah, especially with John Moran down there with the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mitchell, he's a baller. But yeah, um, another thing I want to touch on, Luca. I mean, I hope Luca could maybe. Uh, find a way to trade uh, Porzingis because dude, Porzingis has to go, in my opinion. I think I think he has to go. He's just, there's no fit on that team. It seems like he's lost on the offensive side, defensively. He's never been that great. Um, so, and then I think also Luca, man, if he if he could get it in contact with a guy like Dame, oh Jesus, yeah. Dame, Dame and Luca on the same team, wow, what a dynamic duo, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and then put Porzingis and CJ McCollum on one team, so they could both <laughs> so they could both know what it feels like to lose a superstar. Yeah, don't use CJ like that. Come on, man. CJ's a bum, dude. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Nah, he's a baller. Just makes some boneheaded moves sometimes. I think he's a good number three. I think if Portland want to get a, another number one, that'd be great. But yeah, um, Philly Hawks. Uh, this is entertaining. Yeah, this is this to me is probably the best series out of all the ones out there. Right now. Yes. Um, just because I feel like MB is a balling on another level. Trey Young is a baller, up and coming, who can you can never count him out because his shot will get you right back in the game. So I I feel like this series is going seven, and I'm having a hard time picking who's gonna win that seventh game. As of right now, I feel like I'm gonna lean a little bit more. Uh, 76ers, but that's only if Embiid holds up. If Embiid gets hurt for whatever reason and he cannot continue in this series, I think Atlanta's gonna win this by uh win this series. But but if 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 uh Embiid is continuing to ball the way he is, I, I just feel like Philadelphia is they're just more deep all around, you know. I got a better bench. They also got Simmons and you know, guys like uh, veterans like Howard and uh Danny Green. And yeah, so and then Tobias Harris. So Seth Curry's been a baller. Yeah, Seth Curry's also helps with that three point. So I I I think that uh, I think Philadelphia is gonna take this series in seven if Embiid's healthy. Yeah, that game one was crazy, man. So Atlanta starts off with forty two points in the first quarter. Um, they're running away with that game, probably with like twenty points throughout the whole game. They're up twenty points the whole game. The fourth quarter comes around. Um. Philly goes off 41 points in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game, but I was watching it. Man, it was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. It looked like Philly really locked them down in the fourth quarter. Um, um, Atlanta was making like costly turnovers, but uh, they ultimately squeezed it out. But I think game one really came down to the free throws. Um, the Hawks shot 20, 21 free throws. Um and 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 uh, Philly was twenty four and thirty five from the free throw line. So I I think if you're Philly, you gotta make make your free throws, man. Especially in these key games that come out so close. But like you said, Joe Embiid, baller, had thirty nine points uh, game one, and that's dealing with the injury. Said Curry had twenty one points. Ben Simmons had a solid game as well. Um, so so that, that that was really cool. And then and then the Sixers uh, blow them out game two. So with uh, Embiid having 40 points. Seth Curry also had 21 points in game two. So I'm really leaning towards uh, Philly. I think uh, Philly has a great team. And 
they have potential to maybe match up great with the with the with the Nets if MB stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, breaking news here. Uh, Jazz uh, win uh, one twelve to one hundred nine. Wow. Uh, dude, Donovan Mitchell forty five points. Forty five points. Dude, Spider went off. And then you got uh, Clarkson off the bench with eighteen points. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gobert had uh, ten points, twelve rebounds, three blocks. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, yeah, this is gonna be an entertaining series. So yeah, I, I think it's this is gonna be a good series, and I also think that 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 Atlanta Philadelphia is gonna be a good series. The other series, I feel like uh, they'll be over a little bit soon. I think it's uh, Suns will be taking in five or six, six maybe. Hopefully, Joker could continue to play at M- MVP level and. And uh, he could push it, uh, but uh, yeah, Brooklyn. I also think it's gonna. Okay. okay, so give me your your Western Conference and Eastern Conference right now. What you got? I think it's gonna be the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference, and then I think it's gonna be the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz. And I think that those both those series are gonna be legit. Yeah, and then. Should I get my finals prediction, or should I just wait to keep keep the audience on the edge? No, I got the same thing as you. Uh, but I'm a, let's just give ours. I I'll go Utah, Utah, and I'm look. I know I know it's gonna be hard to stop Brooklyn, but I'm just I don't want Brooklyn to make it, so I'm going Utah Philly. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually gonna go Suns Philly. I'm going Suns Philly. Uh, not because you know. I just feel like if Embiid stays healthy, that team is hard to beat, man. They're really hard to beat. People underestimate Philadelphia and the Sixers and everything that they. Not, not only that, just they have a deep team. I feel like the Ooh, deepest, man. the deepest teams are the Jazz, Philly, and the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, Suns also got a bunch of guys off the bench that are just ballers. So, uh, including Ice Age uh, Sid. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. So I honestly, I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like um, it's gonna be. I just feel like the chemistry that the Sixers have had all year is gonna play huge. You know, I feel like eventually Brooklyn is gonna bite them in the ass that they didn't play all those games together, and then Harden being in and out of the lineup might screw with them later. Who knows? Maybe not. I could be wrong, but um. But I, I, I also think I also think the Suns. I just feel like this is Chris Paul's year to get to the finals. I feel like Chris Paul is finally going to get to the finals. So this is probably going to be his year to get there. That's just my prediction. Yeah, man, it's just really cool. Um, yeah, I feel like it's wide open for anybody. I think anybody can make the final. I don't feel like there's. This, I don't feel like there's really this juggernaut that really scares you like a lot of. Like, the Lakers were that last year for the Western Conference. And I don't feel like, since the Lakers are out now, I think anybody can make the finals. The Clippers, if they get hot, they can make the finals. But, you know, they got to put it together. It's just, it's wide open. But Yeah, I think it's wide open all over the league, bro. It's just, it's just, with uh, a lot of the top dog. I mean, I just feel like even if the Lakers would have advanced, it still would have been hard to beat the Jazz. It would have been hard to beat, um, you know, the other teams in the West, you know, even if they would have made it to the finals, the Lakers would. I think you got to now, you know, you're kind of like 
if the Lakers were healthy, I, like I tell you, man, I've said this all year. If Lakers were healthy, I'd take the Lakers over anybody. But not being healthy, go, let's say you you're, you're buried, you get to the finals, right? Banged up. Banged up AD. Banged up LeBron. And no consistent number three. Kuzma's taking a <laughs> taking a, a nap on the bench, <laughs> and then and then and then it's just like it's just like you know you got Brooklyn and Philadelphia just well they're gonna steamroll. Yeah. I just towards the end I kind of felt like it was better to go out in the first round, which is not what us Laker fans want to see, but it is what it is and. Yeah, but the, the rest of these playoffs are going to be entertaining. And I'm glad that there's fans back in the stands, so it makes it even more entertaining. Yeah, hopefully we can have full capacity for next year's NBA playoffs. But, yeah, uh, going on to MLB, if you got nothing more to touch on NBA. No, nah, NBA, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we talked uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit, and... and <laughs> Touch a lot of uh, interesting topics out there. Yeah, so it's been really hard to keep up with them because the NBA playoffs have been really interesting. But I did take uh, notice of the Red Sox sweeping the Yankees in the Bronx this past weekend. Uh, that was a really entertaining series. Um, do you think too much of it, or you just think it's the first time matching up this year, or is it just eh, it's just one series? It's just one series. Baseball's so long. Yeah. It's just one series. Um, but I do think the Yankees, they they've been on and off this this season, dude. Like they, mm-hmm. I think they got swept by like was it the oh God? I want to. I think the Tigers. Yeah, Tigers. They got swept by the Tigers. Yeah. They got swept by the Tigers a couple weeks ago or a I week think ago. Last week, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they then they, then they show up against the Rays. Like they had a good series with the Rays. I think they split. Okay. Or something like that. And then. They get swept by the Yankees. I mean, by the Red Sox. So mm. they've been up and down, you know. Uh, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with the Yankees. Um, I heard that uh, I heard the Red Sox Yankees game three ended up on a contro- controversial strike three. Like Paul ball was straight out of the zone, called it strike three, ended the game. So I heard it was really terrible. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't watch I, I want I want to touch a little bit on empires uh, later in the MLB subject. Um, we will get to that on some of these calls because I think baseball wants to change a lot of things, but the things that they should change they ain't changing. So we'll we will talk about that. Um, but but yeah, man, Yankees uh, they've been up and down this season. Uh, but I, I think that we'll get it together. It's still a long season, man. Baseball is so long. You know, we're barely. But I'm excited for what's coming for baseball because we got this All Star Game coming. I always love to see. I love the All Star game. game, and mm-hmm. then not only that, but this is a deadline coming. I feel like baseball does make deadline moves. Yeah. NBA not so much. NFL mm-hmm. probably once in a blue moon. Um, but uh, another team I want to talk about, man, St. Louis Cardinals, dude, seven in a row. I don't know if they won tonight, but. That's no, how they lost. Dude, so that's eight in a row. Yeah, they're ice cold, bro. They're ice cold. So that's that's another team I want to um, talk about. They've kind of been a little bit disappointing. The Cubs are – I think the Cubs and the Brewers jump ahead of them already. Mm-hmm. So the Brewers are a hot team right now. Cubs were a hot team for last week and probably still this week. So, I mean, Giants are still on fire. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk about in the MLB world, but, yeah, uh, Cardinals, 
definitely have been disappointing over the past week. Yeah, uh, Cardinals have been disappointing. Obviously, the Brewers are in first place right now. Cubs in second place. I think that division is so entertaining because the, the top four teams, I mean, Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, they're only separate by five games. So I think it's a wide open. Um, uh, also, the Reds. I mean, the Reds, I think, are really talented, especially offensively. So there's no one really running away with that division. I mean, obviously, you could say the Pirates are done. But, yeah. It's going to be a good uh, NL Central if you really if you really look about it. I know you had something to touch come on with your Pirates, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that division is going to be go come down to the wire. I mean, you got like you said, you got the Brewers who are finally hitting the stride. You got the Reds who are also playing good ball as of late, and then you the Cardinals. I mean, I think they'll they'll get it back together. They still got a good team, and then you know you got. Um, the Pirates. No, not the Pirates. The the Cubs uh, who are surprising everybody. Like yeah. I thought that this team was gonna sell. Like I thought this team was gonna literally like they, once they got traded Darvish. I was like, oh, they're gonna sell for sure. They're probably gonna trade Bryant. They're probably gonna trade like guys like Javi Baez who are gonna be free agents this year. No, but no. So now I think the Cubs are in a tough spot because they got no pitching whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Their best pitcher is like Hendricks, and I don't even think he's all that. No, and their bullpen has been saving them. But then how 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 long can you can you ride with your bullpen saving you? You know what I mean? There's only so much. I bet apparently, you know, in a in a in a 162 game season, it, it feels like. Uh, the bullpen will will give out, you know. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, carrying all those innings on the bullpen that can be really tough. Um, we'll see what happens in Chicago there with the Cubs. Uh, again, I thought they were gonna be sellers. There was talks about Chris Bryant maybe going to Chicago White Sox, maybe going yeah. to the Royals if the Royals continue to be good, but that's not looking likely. So, I mean. This is probably the worst situation you could be as a Cubs organization because you don't know if you're going to be sellers or buyers at the deadline. I feel like the Giants and the Cubs are in the same position because neither team – I mean, the Giants have, have surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but do you really feel like that's the team that you want to build around for the future? Because you still got guys like Lingoria – um, Buster Posey, who Robert. might be assets, to, so you could build up your system for later. But I mean, if you're the Giants and you're still, you know, within, let's say you're still in first place, or let's say within five games of the of, of first place in the division behind Dodgers or Padres, then I think you cannot sell because you have to ride with that team and see what they do. Yeah. Because then what what kind of message are you sending to your fans? Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think they're, they're in a tough spot. And then also, also the Cubs, I just feel like if you're still in the position that you are, you are you can't sell, you know, especially Chicago, man. Chicago don't want no no rebuilding team. Like, yeah. They don't want to deal with that. They dealt, that, dealt with that for years. So why would they, too. you know, <laughs> so why would they want to deal with that again? So... Uh, I think if you're the Cubs and a Cubs organization, you just got to ride it out and, and see how long they, they last. And if not this year, then next year, I guess, you're going to have to do something. Yeah. And then uh, the NL East, I mean, is really tight. I mean, the Nationals are in last place. They're only seven games back. 
So, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with that hot mess. Apparently, the mess have been getting hot as the late. Lindor has been getting his bat hot. Uh, Jacob DeGrom was back this... I think he's been back from two weeks already, but his last outing against the Padres, seven in his pitch, three hits, allowed zero runs, 11 Ks, and he is at 0.62 ERA for the season. Wow. <laughs> this guy is nasty, man. Yeah, he, so... So he's, he's pretty nasty. Probably the best pitcher in, in baseball right now. Yeah, there's probably no debate on that. Um, yeah. Um, to touch on to touch on the on the my uh, my ERA leaders, uh, Kevin Gossman's at number two with a 1.27 ERA, and his last nine starts, uh, 58 innings pitched, seven and 0.62 ERA. So he's been really balling for the Giants. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. Trevor Rogers and Corbin Burns uh, round out the top five in ERA. So, you know, Brewers have two two guys up there, and then uh, Marlins have their young uh, star and Trevor Rogers. So, so man, there's some really talent coming up in these young pitchers. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, well, before I hand it to pitchers, um, let's talk about the Pirates real quick. <laughs> So last week's show, we talked about the Pirates and their boneheaded um, um, error they had at third. And then today, the poor Pirates, I feel like they roll out a triple-A team out there. And no shot at the guy who hit the homer, Hayes. Okay, Brian Hayes. I mean, he's a baller, man. Got the got the update that. But he hit a home run and did not touch for space. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think this is coaching? Or is this like, dude, like, just touch, touch the fucking bag. Like, what is it? I mean, I don't know, man. I really never. Or is it just the the bad errors rubbing off on the other players? That It could know. be. It could be. I mean, Pittsburgh is a young team. I mean, and they're really going through it right now. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been as bad as we all expected them to be. But they've had made some boneheaded plays. But, I mean, God. Dude, it's just you miss first base. Like that's gonna cost you a whole. Dude, he he didn't miss first base by an inch. He, I mean, this guy missed it by at least a foot, two foot. Bro. I didn't like, watch like, it. It was but pretty I, bad. I heard about it. But it was it. pretty bad. I saw the replay, and and no, I got the alert. So I'm watching. You know, I get the I get the MLB app. I'm at work, so I got the alert, and I see, damn, Pittsburgh hit a homer, and I was so pissed. I was like, fuck, man, Walker Bueller. For some reason, always gives up a first inning homer. Last six starts, it's been something crazy like that. So I'm just like, dude, like Walker Bueller, like why do you got to give up a homer? Like in the first inning, it's like every first inning, right? Okay, whatever. Then I go back, I check the score, and it's zero zero. I'm like, wait, did I? Am I tripping? Did I see right? Like this was. And then I go look on social media, and I see what happened. Dude, he missed the bag by a good two, three feet, man. Like it was, it was pretty bad. So, so yeah, man. I mean, I just think coaching. There's only so much coaching could do. I think you know he's a young player. Probably will never do that the rest of his career. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But ah, oh, man, Pittsburgh. They're. I'm telling you, they were shacked in a full. Pittsburgh be on it every week. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what they got for us next week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's becoming a trend for the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, I want to touch on Vladdy Jr. 
having an incredible season, 18 home runs. Uh, now it's tied MLB with Ronald Acuna, who had his 18 home run today. Uh, Jesse Winker is at 17 home runs. He's been a huge surprise. He has had three home run games. Well, he had a three home run game on Sunday. That's the second of the season. Uh, and then Odalis Garcia with 16 home runs. So, I mean, with all the pitching changes, with the balls and whatever, I mean, these players are still hitting out of the ballpark, and we love to see it. Um, we love to see the ball in the stands as fans. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Okunia is having a good season, MVP type of season. And, you know, the Braves are only two and a half games back of the Mets. So they're pretty much still in this thing. Uh, let's see here. I mean, the West, we know how tight the West is. And then and then the Blue Jays, I mean, I know as good as uh, Vladdy has been, but they've kind of been a disappointment in the, in the division, you know. Them and the Yankees, you know, Yankees right now seven games back in fourth place in the division. Blue Jays are six and a half back. Red Sox, a game and a half back. And we got the Rays in first place in the division, who seem to surprise us all the time. Yeah. The Rays are like the Oakland A's. I mean, they just they just have, like, they just know how to find talent. And then we might not know too much about the players, but they produce on the field. And that's, that's something Oakland and Tampa Bay seem to be doing um, on both sides. So, man, shout out to them. They got a great scout team, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they got guys like, I mean, pick the veterans like Rich Hill, who've been dominating for these yeah. guys. You know. Michael Walker. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, Archer's back. I mean, he's even playing. I don't know if he's playing, but. but yeah. Anyways, dude, another something I want to get off my chest about baseball, and it's kind of frustrating. It's just, it's just like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, so now apparently MLB, Rob Manford, and the fucking baboons he has in the front office, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. They want to they check every single pitcher, kind of do like a DUI checkpoint. I guess as they said it's going to be something like that where random games they're just going to check the opposing pitchers, bullpens, all this stuff to see if they got any substances in their hats, in their hands for spin ray because spin ray has been so crazy. But let me tell you guys something, man. I've been watching MLB probably since I remember maybe 98 when I started watching MLB. It was kind of like the whole McGuire Sosa era. And this has been going on before that. I remember before that, like, you know, they even talked about how this has been going on years ago, probably in the 80s, early 90s. You know, they... they these pitchers have always had, you know, some type of a substance on their hands to get a better grip on the ball. But I think now, since they're finally getting spin rate on the on the baseballs, they could finally track spin rate. Uh, now is and I think part of it has to do with all the no hitters that has happened. MLB wants to kind of crack down. I don't know if they're losing ratings, you know, views on TV, whatever. But I mean, dude. You're really going to change, make a rule change, or do something drastic 60 games into the season? Like, you know, this is something you do in the offseason. This is why NFL is king, for real. This is why NFL is king. Because they make all their changes in the offseason. 
they add an extra. It's like how would how would they be if like NBA would be like I mean uh, NFL would be like hey you know uh, we're just gonna give you a, a, a check your uniform you know in the middle of the game like what the hell dude and then baseball you know what frustrates me more is that they complain about how long it takes <laughs> oh it takes too long it, you know does this does that. You know, we need to make the game shorter. And part of it is, I think, if you're running out an empire to check the opposing pitcher's uniform, hat, hand, whatever, you're just making the, you're just slowing down the game even more. You know, so I think MLB is just, Manford and his crew, whatever, they're just making the game even worse. Just leave it alone, review it in the offseason, and you'll do something then. Why do you have to do it some, you know, in the middle of the season? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, man, I I really didn't uh, hear too much about the, but the changes they plan to do. But yeah, if it's anything mid season, I think they should just hold it out. Um, I mean, they're so worried about the pitchers, but then again, they're hurting the hitters by doing these stuff to the balls and and whatnot. So I mean. I really don't understand what MLB is trying to do. Do you want runs or do you want to help prevent runs? What exactly is going on here? Like, I yeah. just think you should have just left the game as well it is. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Just let the pitchers hit and let the pitchers pitch and the batters hit, man. It doesn't, don't mess with the balls. Don't do anything. So I don't, I don't really get what MLB is trying to do. I don't get what they're trying to accomplish. Are they trying to limit runs? Are they trying to increase runs? What's going on? I don't think MLB has a legit plan. And like, they, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. NFL usually has. NFL they want uh, more touchdowns, so they're protecting the quarterbacks, they're protecting the receivers because they want more points. Yeah, and that's what MLB, uh, that's what NFL is doing. I don't get where MLB is trying to go with this. They're trying to play even on both sides, but they're trying to limit both sides in a way which doesn't make sense. It doesn't because I mean, if you really want to help out batters. You get rid of this shift. That's a way to get rid of it. And I still don't agree. Like, if they would have said, hey, you know what? Let's get rid of the sh- uh, shift uh, 60 games into the season. I'd be like, you guys are stupid. Well, why would you just do that? Just wait till the end of the year. Uh, you know, you want it, You want more runs generated. You get rid of the shift. Uh, you get rid of uh, – uh, oh, and then another thing. So they were – they're so concerned about, I guess, the batters not um, – or I guess, you know, not scoring enough runs or – so then why did you change the ball in the middle of the offseason? Like, I mean, the offseason, why did you change the ball? You know, there's so much less home runs now than there was before. And it's like part of the reason is because you changed the ball. So I don't know, man. I feel like MLB always does something to try to, like, make – I'm going to be honest with you, man. It makes Manfred and his crew look dumb. Like – it, it really does, dude. Like, so you didn't do anything to the Astros. Yeah. yeah you, you knew that they were cheating. You didn't do anything to them. But you're going to crack down on every single – I mean, dude, it's not just one pitcher. It's like – I guess they, they said something like 85% of the league does this, bro. Some abuse it more than others. But every pitcher does this. So why are you trying to change something – you know, mid season, but yet you you didn't you didn't you didn't uh you know and you're gonna get suspended ten games if you get caught. So think about that. 
But you didn't do anything to the Astros, which doesn't make sense. Dude, I know the Astros are, you know, it's a whole different subject, and I don't want to keep talking about it. But it's just like, Manford has to be one of the worst commissioners in all of professional sports. Baseball, pastime, NFL, current, past. He has to be one of the worst commissioners in sports. Yeah, I, I would agree on that, man. I don't, I don't get what he's trying to accomplish with this. Um, I'm gonna try to look up more information on what exactly is going on. So on the next show, maybe we could break this down a little more. Well, see, the thing is, uh, another reason why, like, you probably don't know much of it because they keep changing it. Okay. Apparently, they send memos out to the teams that they were gonna do certain things, and they're gonna do something else. And Bauer kind of called them out on it, like saying, "Okay, cool, like you're gonna do it. Just call us. Just make it an even playing field." You know, and 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 let us know what the actual rules are going to be, and we'll apply. But they seem they keep going back and forth with it. So I don't know. MLB they look really dumb, really silly right now, man. They they, they need to take care of. They need to take care of some other issues and take care of this. It just doesn't make sense, dude. Especially sixty games into the season, and then before I end this topic. You know what? You want to know another thing that making the game really bad? The fucking strike zone. The sh- you, you talked about it earlier. There was a, a bad uh, call out that cost the game, the, cost a Sunday night game, the Yankees-Red Sox game. And that's not the only one. I don't know if you saw one today where uh, Castellanos of the uh, oh, yeah, Reds. I just that. Uh-huh. He, dude, he, dude, that was a ball. Like, that, that was a ball. It was that framing that the catchers do. I mean, he, dude, he literally was walking at first, and I know he did it on purpose to troll the cat, the empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh my god, that was probably one of the worst calls of the strike zone this season. So if you really want to fix the game, why don't you put some robot umps behind the play? <laughs> Seriously, dude, that will fix the game because at least you know your strike zone. Yeah. So your 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 uh, your hitters are gonna know like all right cool your your strike zone is this size you know some of these umpires have a, a strike zone one inning which I think frustrates players because yeah. one inning it's very small and then next in next inning it becomes very big and yeah. then it will go very small again and it's just it's frustrating for everybody it's frustrating for the batter it's frustrating for the pitcher because the pitcher could be getting some strikes in the first inning and then you go to the third inning and you're in a jam and you're like hey what the fuck i was getting those calls in the first inning like yeah, yeah. now i got bases loaded what's going on here yeah and it's frustrating for the fans too man like yeah. for us fans watching at home you're like dude you gotta call that a strike yeah like, come on, dude. The ball is almost touching the ground. Yeah. You're going to call that a strike. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I feel like MLB needs to hold the umpires accountable. You're going to hold players accountable. You're going to hold batters. And, you know, uh, but you're not going to hold the umpires accountable for the mistakes. You're not going to hold the Astros accountable for what they did. But you're going to hold certain pitchers accountable. You're going to hold certain hitters accountable. Like, for example, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, like, They've all like taken a big hit uh, because of what they did with steroids, but yet, you know, it's kind of like people have been cheating for years, and it seems like they're the only two that pretty much take the hit, and maybe and, Roger Clemens. And Bonds. Oh, yeah, Bonds, too. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just so many, so many people were cheating in that era. So it's like you cannot, MLB, MLB just has a lot of work to do. And I think part of that is because of the commissioner. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's so much 
I don't think it's so much, you know, the players. The, the players are exciting to watch. I love seeing Bauer pitch. He's very entertaining. I'm glad he's with the Dodgers. I like to see Nick Castellanos, who's also an entertaining player, dude. Uh, I like to see guys like uh, Shohan Otani, who's very yeah. entertaining. I mean, uh, bro. The, I mean, the future. Tatis. Of MLB, the future of MLB and their players and their talent is up there. It's just, I think it starts with, um, with, with the commissioner and the, the top MLB, what they, the direction they want to go to. So they need to figure this out because the talent's there in MLB, and I think. It's drawing a lot of young fans, but then you got these stupid rules, man, where it's just it's just killing the game, and there's no need for this right now. I mean, you're mid-season. There's no need to be changes. There was no need to do with that thing with the balls that uh, last year in the offseason. I mean, why are you trying to bring down a home run rate? Like, that, that and, no and, then, you know, and then you want to blame the pitchers, and then you want to do this to the pitchers. So it's like, what are you trying to do? But anyways, I mean, we could go on this for hours, you know? <laughs> Well, uh, that might be the Fourth of July subject. How are we gonna save MLB? Yeah, maybe we should do a special show, firecrackers in the background, and be like, "How are we gonna save MLB yeah. on the fourth? On the fourth, yeah." But uh, but before we close out this show, um, we don't really don't have much of NFL news to talk about. But uh, one big news that did happen this weekend is that Julio Jones got traded to the Tennessee Titans. What do you think about that? I think it's a good move for the Titans, man. I mean. Uh, what did they get? Second round pick for him? That's it? Uh, second round? They gave up a second and a fourth, and then they got our six back. So No, I think I think that's perfect for the Titans. I think the Titans are knocking the door. I think they don't – they have a small window. They have a small window, especially with the AFC. Um, so I think they they went all out for it. You got A.J. Brown. You got Julio Jones. You got Derrick Henry and Tannehill. I think Tannehill is a highly underrated uh, quarterback. So – they, they're going all for it, and I think it's a good move. And then Atlanta, I mean, you get rid of Julio's contract and you get some picks for it, why not? I mean... Yeah, and then you drafted Kyle Pitts in the draft, so it kind of replaces, I guess. I mean, not saying he's going to be Julio, but you kind of get more more uh, reps and catches for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Titans made a good move. They had to. You know, they did lose... a. Juno Smith in the offseason, mm-hmm. who was one of their most productive tight ends in the red zone. Corey uh, Davis. Corey Davis also left. So um, they do they do get a pair up A.J. Brown with Julio. It's going to be a deadly combo if Julio stays healthy. So I think it's a good move for the Titans. I, I do think that the Titans, you know, I know they made a lot of, like, uh, moves defensively in the offseason, I just hope they pan out for them because mm-hmm. they're, they're, their defense was really bad last year. Yeah. I don't think their offense was so much of a problem. I think mm-hmm. it was their defense. defense. They let them down a lot of games. So hopefully the Titans can somewhat figure out uh, what's going on on defense. Uh, hopefully the moves they made this offseason will pan out for them. And it should be entertaining to watch. I mean, uh, I was kind of hoping the Niners would – Go after Julio, but then I also understood we have no draft picks. We did pretty much give up all our draft picks or a lot of draft picks for uh, Trey Lance. So um, I do understand why we didn't get him or why didn't they were more aggressive. But I'm also glad he went to the AFC, didn't go to the Seahawks or didn't go to uh, the Rams or the Cardinals because then I'd be really fucking pissed. But (laughs) glad he's in the AFC. I think it's a good move. 
I think Atlanta also, like you said, they're probably going to start rebuilding sooner than later. Matt Ryan's on his way out probably. So, you know, they're probably going to have to figure something out there uh, as far as future with the quarterback position. So getting rid of Julio now made sense for them. And it made sense for the Titans to acquire Julio Jones. So, So, yeah, NFL, there's not really much to talk about right now. But... Uh, there's a lot of OTAs coming out, and uh, real quick, uh, you know, I was gonna ask you this. What do you think about Rogers not showing up to OTAs? I mean, I just think it's just uh, kind of shows that how serious he is with what he wants to accomplish with the organization. Obviously, we're all here to speculate. We really don't know what's going on, especially when, you know they were asking players like Devontae what's going on. Obviously, they're not gonna say what's going on, but we don't know what Rogers is trying to accomplish. We do know that the organization wants him back. But, hey, I mean, Roger's staying his ground. I think it's a respect issue that he's had with the organization. Um, so I'm all for it. I'm all for Rodgers, and I'm also for the Packers and whatever they decide to do. Um, yeah, I don't still don't think they're going to trade him. Um, do I think they're going to fine him for missing uh, mandatory camp? I don't think so. I think they're going to waive the fines just to, sh- I, I think it's the right thing for the Packers to do just to show that the loyalty, the respect that he, he's wanting. So yeah, man, I mean, I think, I think you waive it, uh, try to fix it up. If not, Hey, the best thing that's happening, I guess, for the Packers organization wise is love is getting this, uh, snaps with the first team reps and we'll see where we go from here. Do I think Rodgers plays for another team this year? No. I think it's all it just has to do with the respect issue and hopefully they can patch it up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That was uh, your your uh, Green Bay Packer insider, <laughs> Eric, uh, giving you the update on Rodgers and what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, I, I also feel like uh, it's just the wait and see. Rodgers playing a little hardball and uh, they'll figure it out and they'll patch things up. Because it doesn't make sense for the Packers to trade him right now. The only way I, the only thing I could see is uh, Rodgers retiring. But then again, would you, if you're Rodgers, do you really want to do that? Waste another year? I don't know if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in next offseason, he could force his way out there now. And I think the, and I think the Packers would be more comfortable getting rid of him next offseason rather than this offseason. And then I think if we let's say we win the Super Bowl, how pressure would that be like for both sides? <laughs> yeah. Rodgers, I mean, you win the Super Bowl, you're forcing your way out, and you have the Packers just won the Super Bowl and you're kicking them out. Yeah, that would be more drama, and that's probably what the NFL wants. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. A lot of rumors, yeah. but uh, yeah, great show. Uh, I love all the NBA talk. I think NBA, NBA is heating up. I think this is what this is what NBA really. I really enjoy buying NBA. NBA playoffs is top notch, and then it's living up to the hype this year. Yeah, I think it's also because you know we're not in a bubble, so it makes it a little yeah. a little more entertaining. Home, home court, home court, all that stuff. Fans back, so yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk soon. We'll do another pod soon. Thank you everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. Tell and, granny. Uh, so granny, grandpa, you know, your pets, whatever. Okay. Just get, just yeah, yeah. Just get <laughs> just get 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 the word out there and uh uh whether you like us or not, uh give us a thumbs up please and a five star review and uh we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.